want to pull your attention, if I can, to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse number 9. Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief come, the thief come, the thief come, cometh not. It's not a matter if he's going to come, the thief's coming. Not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I want to minister today for just a few moments and ask you this question. Are you ready? Which pig are you? Which pig are you? I'm sure all of you have at least at one time, maybe it's been a while, remember the story that was told to you as a child, or maybe you've told the story yourself to your children of the three little pigs. Oh, someone said... But just in case you don't remember the story, give me five minutes, if you could, to tell you about the three little pigs. There are three little pigs. I don't know if they were brothers, cousins. In my story, I'd say they're all three brothers. But they set off to the metropolis of Pigville in the great state of Pigsylvania. When they got to Pigville, they decided the city life wasn't quite what they wanted. So let's go out in the country and each bought a tract of land by each other. Pig number one decided, I got to have a place to stay. And so pig number one began to figure out what do I need to do to build a shelter. And he looked around and realized laying around on the ground was straw. He figured, boy, this is the easiest and quickest way. I, I certainly could build a, a house here out of this. And so in just a quick period of time, pig number one began to have walls. And before you knew it, he had a door and he had a, a roof. And he got snuggled in his little house. Pig number two looked around and realized, well, you know what? That may not be the best idea. I may have to go out and then venture into the woods a little farther. And so he ventured in the woods and picked up some twigs and some sticks and maybe he cut down a few small trees and he got it all together and he came back. And by the time he got all this done, pig number one was already built the house. He was a little behind now. Maybe he was feeling the pressure. Man, pig number one, he's already got people over. He's always having dinner parties. I, I just got all my twigs. and So he began to build his little twig house and made his walls. And pig number three decided... Well, I can't not, I'm not going to go that direction. So pig number three decided to get in his pig-up truck. I thought about that this morning. I, I got to do that. His pig-up truck and head down to Pigville and go to the pig depot and get him some pig bricks. And got back in his pig-up truck and got all the way back, and by the time he got back, his other brothers were already done. He got back, and brick by brick, he began to unload his truck, and it was hot, and it was heavy, and it was tough work, and it seemed like a lot of effort, and it seemed like, what am I doing? I should have just done the easy way, and I could be done by now. i got to do brick by brick and brick by brick, and finally got it unloaded, and there he was. And he started, and probably by that time, it was too late to begin building. And 
he had nowhere to sleep and probably had to sleep in his pig truck and, and his, his, his other brothers, they had something there. And the next day he got up, it was a slower process. It took more time, it took more effort. It was, it was, it was more thought out, it, it was more systematic. It, it had more things that had to be done. The story goes, they all got their houses done. One day the wolf came. Because the wolf will always come. It's not a question of the if. It's only the question of the when. We find the story goes that wolf came to number one, knocked on the door and said, let me in. The little pig says, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the wolf huffed and puffed and blew it down. Number two, he came to the house with stone, with, with, with twigs, knocked on the door, let me in. And the pig replied, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the wolf huffed and puffed and blew the house down. We came to the third house. He said to pig number three, let me in. And pig number three responded simply with the same response. No, 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 not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the, huff, the wolf huffed and puffed. And blew it. Well, didn't blow down, right? Because it was made of something different. But here's the key of the story. If you read farther, the wolf decided, well, I can't get in through the walls. I'm going to go in through the roof. The pig heard the, the, the wolf on the roof decided to make a fire, boiling hot water. And when the wolf jumped through the chimney, he landed in the pot of hot water. Question I want to ask you today is which pig are you? Because I tell you today, the wolf will come. Storms will come. It's really not a matter of if. It's a matter of simply when. Because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a season to everything. And Jesus went on further to tell us in the book of Matthew, He gave us a parable of two men. Two men that built houses very similar. That to the natural mind, the, the, the houses looked to be the same. But we know after reading the story that one was placed on sand and the other was placed on rock. When everything was going fine, you couldn't tell a difference. When everything was great, it seemed to have no bearing. But the storm will come. Trouble will come. In this world, you shall have tribulation. It's not a matter of if. It's not a matter of might. It's not a matter of maybe. You cannot pray enough. You can't read your Bible enough. You can't fast enough. You can't come to enough gatherings. You can't do enough good deeds to have trouble not find you. It'll happen. The wolf will find you. And the Bible simply says, the thief comes. It's not a matter if he's going to come. It's not a matter if he will come. The thief's come. And he has an agenda. He's going to steal, kill, and destroy. I know we know this. I know we understand this. But sometimes I'm afraid we can get caught up in the things of life. We can get caught up in sort of the apparatus of religion that we realize and we forget to realize that we have an enemy. You have an enemy. 
And that enemy is out for your soul. We're not talking about some fictitious character today. We're not talking about somebody that's the Easter Bunny. We're not talking about somebody that's Santa Claus. We're not talking about somebody that's the figment of an imagination. We're talking about a real battle that goes on for your soul. And storms will come. In fact, the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 6, For God who commanded the light to shine, commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God may be, the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. And here we go, ready? I love this. But we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that life also might of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Those three little pigs that bought their land outside of Pigville. I don't know if they sat down to ponder the cost. They set down to ponder what may lay ahead. You see, pig number one, really simple. Pig number one found the easy way. Pig number one put him his, his stuff into what was really the easiest stuff. The quickest way out. The satisfaction of now and the moment. Of where I am now. What matters to me now? My current needs. Not really thinking about tomorrow. Not thinking about the consequences of an action. He really just wanted to do the easiest thing. What do I need now? What are my needs at this moment? Well, I need a roof over my head. I need walls. What's the quickest way to this? But you know what's amazing to me? Is that the stuff that we pour the most into is the stuff that can be taken the quickest. Do we need to work? Absolutely. Do we have responsibility? Absolutely. But I watch people give their life and their soul to gain possessions in this world. And do you remember? It wasn't too long ago. Look, Think back. It's amazing how quickly we forget Remember the images from Hurricane Harvey. You remember those images? And there's been tons to go after that. But that was just staggering to me. I remember thinking, what are they going to do with all of those cars? Neighborhoods destroyed. Possessions destroyed. Watching a guy, one of the, one of the images was a guy going through his house in a kayak. In his living room, in a kayak, watching prized possessions float around. We all have things that we care about. I'm not saying it's not wrong to have things you care about. But if that is your entire life's purpose, if your entire life's purpose is to try to amass as much as you can, that you're willing to throw everything away just for that moment. We talked about it today. In unlocking the Bible, two men, Esau and Jacob, two men, 
One had a birthright. One had a bloodline. One had a God-given birthright. But he only could see where he was at the moment. He was willing to give all that up for a moment of satisfaction. All of that up. I said it this morning, unlocking the Bible, and I don't mean to repeat myself, but there's some that weren't here today. I find it amazing to see when people come to me and they say, well, God's called me to move. Okay. I believe God can speak. Why is God calling you to move? Well, I got offered a job. I'm going to make X amount of dollars, and this is going to be great for my family. Oh, great. That's awesome. So what, what are you going to do for your spiritual wife? Well, I don't really know what we're going to do for the spiritual side. We'll figure that out when we get there. Wait a minute. So God's taking care of your natural needs, but he's neglecting your spiritual needs? I said it this morning. We kind of live the life. If it smells like God and it looks like God, it's got to be God. I heard someone talking the other day, and they simply said, so-and-so was offered a job. They're going to make a lot of money. It's got to be God. Really? Really? Based off what? Based off what? Because you know what? The Bible says, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. If your hand offends you, cut it off. If your leg offends you, Cut it off. You know what? You can go to heaven broke. And you can go to hell rich. I'm not here to say money's wrong. I'm not, that's not the point. But the point is, most of us, we are giving our entire being to this moment. Pick number two. He was a little smarter, or at least it seemed. Because you see... Pick number one looked a little too easy. Pick number two, it looked like he actually had something decent. It, it looked the part. It, it, it sort of had sort of some semblance of sustainability. Sort of like the Bible says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It looks right. You have all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed, and you, you, you have everything sort of right, but there's something missing. Because here's the problem. To pig number one, pig number two looks smart. And if I want to, I can compare myself to some people and go, man, boy, I'm really spiritual. Look at them. Look at me. Hey, come on, let's be honest, right? We can say, I got up this morning. It was pouring down rain. We got up this morning about 6.30, 6, 6.30, I can't remember when it was, and man, it felt like my roof was about to cave in. And I got to be honest with you, first thing out of, crossed my mind, I wish I could tell you something different. I wish I could say I woke up this morning with my mind. The first thing I thought was, oh, God, I got to go today in the rain. First thing. I know all of you just woke up like going to church. The rain can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. I'll go in my flippers if I have to. But I woke up and that rain was just like, I thought it was like the fan or the air conditioner. Heat something. And I'm like, and I realized it's the rain. I thought, oh, the rain. I don't want to go today in the rain. But you know what? We could say, well, man, we got up in the morning. 
We got here in the rain. Everyone's sitting home today. They didn't go in the rain, man. I'm special. Come on, God, throw me a bone. Because my twig house looks really good compared to your straw house. It looks good. I look good compared to people that are home today. Now I know there's some that are sick. I'm not. If you're watching, you're sick. We love you. I'm not talking about you. The other people. You know who you are. I got to be careful now. I'm going to get myself in trouble. We are watching you. But it's like, man, we're here today. Everyone's home. This is, I mean, I'm going to go to a small group today in the rain. I looked at the weather report yesterday. I'm the weather geek. I watch the, I look at the weather report. I look at the weather report to other places. I don't even live. I don't even know why. On my little weather app, I got like 15 places saved. I'm like, what's the weather in London? I don't know. But let's see. <laughs> and I looked at the weather yesterday, and it had like literally 30 hours of rain. I was like, oh, God. Tomorrow we're going to go and rain. Rain. That's like, well, God, I'm going, to, I'm going to the gathering today in rain. I'm going to go to a small group in the rain. I'm doing pretty good. But what if my house is a twig house? And what if I'm doing all this, but I forgot why I'm doing it and the purpose of which I'm doing? Because you see, when you get a little farther into the story, it looked like a good foundation. Brother Owens, you and I have been around a long time. We've seen people. Boy, and I'm not picking on anybody here. These are people that are not here anymore. Not you. But I watch people, man. They come to church. They're there on the front row. Not you, but they sit on the front row. And then they come to, up there, and there they got it. You know, we come to praise Him. Boom, pa, boom, boom, pa. We come to pray. Boom, pa, boom, boom, pa. Jesus is my man. I love Him so much. Come on, Jesus. When everything is good. Boy, they look good when everything's great. Boy, I got a raise this week, and my car started, and my wife said I look good today, and my kids are acting straight. God is good. That's what twig people say. And I've watched twig people come to church, and man, they got it. Boom, 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 boom. Because I'm a twig, and my twig house looks good. But I've watched those same people when the wolf came and the storm came. All of a sudden, they forgot they came to magnify the Lord. And they forgot their jig. And they start folding their arms. Okay, God. Unless you do this, I'm not doing anything. I can't come today, God, because my life's just too hard. Because you got a twig house. But I've watched some of you in this room. I've watched you go through hell. But no one would have ever known it. Because you walk in here and you worship the same way when you're in hell as when you're in heaven. So it's dueling. I remember. It was years ago now. I remember. After all that you went through, you sang that song. I don't remember all the song, but I just remember that one, one phrase in that song. I never lost my hope. I never lost that, my praise. If I sing that, 
That's one thing. But for a woman who lost a husband to sing that, twig houses don't sing that song. Twig houses don't sing that. Mother, always I remember watching you with what you went through with Mona. I remember watching you come to church. I don't remember one service. You, if you did, don't tell me because I want to keep it this way. I don't remember you coming to one service, folding your arms and sitting there and say, I'm not doing anything. You probably felt like that some days, but when you came in, that was a praise and a worship in her heart. You never knew anything was going on. Like she was down worshiping God after she'd gone through that. Why? Because she didn't have a house of twigs. I don't want to just pick them out. There's others in you here today. I can, I can say the same thing about you. But you see, twig people don't do that. See, they'll do it when there's no wolf. They'll do it when there's no storm. They'll shout with the best of them. But you know what? The storm's coming. Am I right, Sister Francis? The storm's coming. And when the storm comes, you're going to find out what you built yourself on. And you know what? Can I be honest with you? And you may not like this. God is going to let the storms come. God who could easily stand in your life and say, stop. But he lets it come. Why? Because he's going to reveal to you what you're standing on. Wait a minute, God. I thought you loved me. Wait a minute, God. I thought you cared about me. Wait a minute, God. I thought this was what it's all about. God, what are you doing? I read this yesterday. My wife and I were having a conversation back and forth. I read this yesterday. I got to read it. Give me just a second. Job chapter 7. I'm going to read it to you though in the New Living Translation because it's just so, and I hate to use this term, but it's just so raw. The emotion of it's so raw because you really get to see his feelings. Because I read that yesterday and I felt good. Because I'm like, I say the same stuff he felt. He said this, Is not all human life a struggle? Our lives are like that of a hired hand. Like I wonder who longs for the shade. Like a servant waiting to be paid. I too have been assigned months of futility. Long and weary nights of misery. Lying in the bed I think. When will it be morning? But the night drags on. And I toss till dawn. Anybody have any loss of sleep? My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin breaks open, oozing with pus. My days fly faster than a weaver's shuttle. They end without hope. Oh God, remember that my life is but a breath and I will never again feel happiness. You see me now, but not for long. You look for me but I'll be gone. Just as a cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They are gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. I am a sea monster, a dragon, that you must place under your guard. I think my bed will comfort me, and I'll sleep with ease my misery. 
But then you shatter me with dreams and terrify me with visions. I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my few remaining days. What are people that you should make so much of us, that you should think of us so often? For you examine us every morning and test us every moment. Why won't you leave me alone? At least long enough for me to swallow. Have I sinned? What have I done to you? A watcher of all humanity. Now he's getting mad. Have I sinned? What have I done? A watcher of all humanity. That was the first head snap in the Bible right there. A watcher of all humanity. Why make me your target? Am I I a burden to you? Why just not forgive my sin and take away from my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you look for me, I'll be gone. God could have stopped all that. He could have stopped all that. But you know what? What foundation are you living on? What pig are you going to choose to be today? Are you going to take the easy road and just take care of your momentary comforts? Or are you going to go a little farther and act like you, you're doing a little better? Because that's just still easy. But you know what? Pig number three, it was a little more effort. It was a little harder. Because you know what? It took some time. It took some effort. It took some work. It took some unlocking the Bible sessions. It took some all group sessions. It took some prayer. It took some reading the word. It took some time in fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ. But you know what? The storm came. But when the storm came, here's the best part. Two parts to this I love. Not only what was built, but what was happening on the inside. Because you see, the devil's going to check two things. He's going to see what you're built on. He's going to see what's happening on the inside. Because you see, if all it was about was the outside structure or what you're built on, that pig would have still not lasted. But you see, not only was it the solid foundation, but it was also there was a fire that was going on on the inside. You see, it's one thing to have all that we're doing and all that you're doing just to build a foundation and a structure, but there's also got to be something on the inside. The one that comes after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and So you know what? All that we're doing, everything that's happening, and just because you're building with bricks, you cannot neglect the fact that you still need a fire inside of you. It's not just a fact of the if, the maybe, the will, the when, the how, but there's got to be something in you. There's got to be the power of God and the Spirit of God working down on the inside of you. What we experienced here just a few minutes ago, we had unlocking the Bible, which is teaching and training you and walking you step by step in the Word, and that's important. And we had worship. But when God says, that's enough, because I'm about to walk in here. Why? Because we're touching with fire. 
preach fire into somebody. It's got to be getting in the presence of God. And feeling the presence of God way down on the inside of you. The story, can't imagine what it must have been like. I believe it was, I believe it was a daughter. It may have been a son. So if you go back and you read the story, and I got the gender of the child wrong, I wasn't getting the story. I just can't remember. I believe it was a daughter. But the child and her parents went to the beach for a day out. It's going to be a great day, relaxing day, a fun day. A day of building sandcastles, a day of, of, of fun, a day of running the beach, a day of splashing in the water. After they got there and they had been there a while, all of a sudden they heard the cry and the panic shriek of someone in the water. They were in distress. They were drowning. They needed help. Without hesitation, the father took off running through the waves, swimming out into the ocean, pushing through the oncoming waves, finally able to get to this individual that was in peril. But in the struggle of trying to work against the current, in the struggle of trying to fight back the shore, eventually the struggle became too great. And standing on the shore that day with her daughter looking out into the water watching that mother and that child watched in horror as the dad was pulled under and was drowned and died in that moment. How do you go past that moment? Where do you go from there? How do you quantify that moment in your mind? And the story goes, as she began to deal with all of these emotions, as she began to work her way through all of these feelings, as she began to get through this step by step, the story goes, she sat down one night. In an attempt to express herself, in the attempt to try to get past the emotion, she wrote this, Tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I prove him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. That wasn't written out of somebody's intellect or skill. That was written out of the broken heart of a mother trying to go forward with the pieces of her broken life. But somewhere in that, she found that there was a firm foundation Can I tell you this today? I felt this so strongly today in the Holy Ghost. 
it was sort of like if you were go back to it. I, we, I, it's, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. But those of you that were here with us in the beginning of this journey a year and a half ago, it was sort of like the rite of passage. If you came to Antioch West, prepare for your life to go to hell. It was the way it was. I don't know what it was. Everybody. Everybody just went crazy. It was like suddenly people that had been stable for years were losing their minds. I know. It was crazy. It was like, God, what are you doing? But the Bible says everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. In Acts chapter 2, it tells us of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Tells us when God's Spirit first was poured out on man. But we find just a little later, my favorite, and you've heard me talk about this before. We often talk about an Acts 2 experience. But really, when you become a believer, you need an Acts chapter 4 experience. Because Acts chapter 2 is that initial experience with God. But Acts chapter 4, I believe it's verse 31. See if I can help me out on the screen there. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Yes, nice. That doesn't happen often. One for me. I missed that bishop part of the brain. And when they were prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. These were the same people that had experienced God two chapters before that. But notice this, they began to pray. And when they prayed, guess what happened? Anytime you pray, guess what's going to happen in your world? Why? Because anything that can be shaken shall be shaken. Why? Because that means anything that's not built on a firm foundation is going to crumble. So you know what you can do? Sometimes you can shake off your problems. I'm not talking about physically shaking them off. But you can get in a prayer meeting with God and begin to pray. And when the power of God begins to shake in your life, everything that's not built upon the foundation of the word and a foundation of the name and a foundation of relationship just begins to shake off. Doubt shakes off. Fear shakes off. Unbelief shakes off. Worry shakes off. Stress shakes off. The ups and downs shake off. Sickness shakes off. How? Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit. That's why we can never get away from what happened here a few minutes ago when we just step into the Spirit and God says, take your hands off the wheel. I've got this. There are going to be times in your life you're not going to be able to find the answer. There are going to be times in your life there's no book to tell you how. But if you would just get in His presence and let there be a shaking, and let the Holy Ghost begin to shake you. All the stuff in your life that needs to be shaken, it will be shaken. And whatever's left standing, whatever's left standing, and sometimes you're not left standing, 
But that's because God's trying to tell you, get this stick stuff out of here. It's time you go back and you get some bricks and you start laying some bricks and some foundation. And you may have to go all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But brick by brick, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, X, Romans. Brick by brick. Why? Because I want a foundation. Because there's storms coming. Brother Tromley, there's a wolf out there. It's going to happen. Stuff's going to happen. You can't avoid it. But at that foundation, the question today is, which pig are you? Where's your life at today? What are you spending your efforts on? Are you doing a straw life? Well, all right, I'm not really doing the straw life. I'm here today. Okay, good. So are you a twig? What is a twig then, brother? Right? I'm going to tell you what a twig is. A twig is somebody that just says, I'm coming today. I'm going to put my time in. I'll see you next week. Because you're not building on anything. Because guess what? Life doesn't take holidays. The devil doesn't take holidays. And problems don't know it's holidays. Life continues. You know what? Sunday's over in a few hours. And Monday's coming. Isn't it? Like a freight train. As that one said, I see light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, wait, that was just a train. I saw a light at the end of the tunnel. It was a train. That's how life feels sometimes. But the bottom line is, if I'm standing on a firm foundation, and I've got something not only doing that, but in me. See, the Bible says this, and I'm finished with this. The Bible says that remove the spirit out of the house. And the spirit came back and checked the house. Looked in the window and found it. Found the house, what? Empty. Swept. And garnished. Three things we would all die to have in our life. Empty. But swept, man swept. Got it. Everything's in perfect order. Garnished. Everything is where it needs to be in perfect order. But the key was, it was empty. It looked apart, but it didn't have anything in it. We can't just look the part, but there's got to be something in us. There's got to be something in us. There's got to be a fire that's in us. You don't get that fire. There are no, God doesn't give out lighters. There's no magic formula to this. You got to go get a twig and another twig and you got to do some Boy Scout with Jesus. Because fire doesn't just happen because you wish it. You got to get with Jesus. And sometimes, you know what? Guess what happens? Friction produces heat. Woo! Friction produces heat. Life produces friction. But it's okay because that friction is starting a fire. And God sometimes says your fire's getting a little low. I'm going to send you a little friction. Why? Because that friction 
is what keeps that fire going. Would you stand with me today? I can't make the choice for you. Your person to the next to you can't make the choice. You got to make the choice. We got to build this thing the right way. And when we get it built, we can't keep it empty. We not only need to build it the right way, we got to fill it the right way. We got to have it built on the rock, and we got to have it filled with the fire. We've got to be built on the rock and filled with the fire. Here's what I pray in Jesus' name. I pray today, somewhere in a small group, that the fire of the Holy Ghost would fall in that home, in that small group, and that everything that can be shaken would be shaken. Not that it would happen in a building, but it would happen in a living room. It would happen in a basement. It would happen in an office or a rec center. Wherever your small group is, I speak in the name of Jesus. I loose the manifestation of the power of God. I loose the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost to fall by the power and the authority in the name of Jesus. I lose faith and the gift of faith and the operation of faith to be in effect in the name of Jesus. You tell me what's better today. One fire here or 13 fires when we leave here. One fire in this place or when we leave, we got fires in Odington and Glen Burnie and Crofton and Gambrels and Davidsonville. Why? Because there's a God that's about to do something and he's looking for a people that will say, we're standing on the rock. In the name of Jesus, really quickly before you go, grab somebody by the hand and let's speak that right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, don't ask for it. Just say, Father, I pray, God, let your fire fall on my brother and my sister. Let your fire fall. Every small group leader, every small group leader, I speak to you in Jesus' name. Let the anointing of God come over you and let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall on you. In the name of Jesus. I speak it in Jesus' name. I speak today when you talk that you're not just talking out of man's wisdom, but that you talk with the power and the passion of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now let's get, begin to give the Lord thanks and praise in advance. Come on, let's begin to give the Lord thanks and praise in advance. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's go in Jesus' name. Go to your small group today. Go with faith. Go believing. Go with expectancy that when you get together with two or three or gather together in his name, God will manifest himself in Jesus' name. God bless you.